we seem to need frequent reminders that God is with us. And especially with us in those times when we're most anxious, we have the biggest worries, we're most fearful. And as part of our time tonight with the bowl, I have some words to share with you from the late Celtic author John O'Donohue. They'll come up on screen. Find a place where you can be yourself, where your mind doesn't overthink constantly. Find a place where you can feel secure, a place where you don't have to be scared anymore. Find a place where you learn to channel sorrow and pain buried deep within you the right way. But most importantly, find a place in the silence and solitude of God's rich presence where you can love and be loved, cherish each moment you spend there, and call it home. We hope each week when you come into this space that you sense God's rich presence here and then you carry that sense out with you as you leave and go home or go to activities here or you go through your week. And then you also find this a space to quiet your mind and heart and those incessant loops of things we get in that make us worry and fret and fear. Tonight, as I sound the bowl, I have a breath prayer for you to engage in. As you hear the bowl, you know, I sound the bowl, and it takes maybe about 20 seconds where you can hear it ring and decay in the room. And during that time, next slide, if you would do this prayer with your breath, on your in-breath, I'm loved and held, out-breath, by God. I'm loved and held by God. Use your breath for that. You might get through that about three times as the bowl sounds and just settling in with that sense of God, that reminder that God walks with us in our, in our fears, worries, and in anxieties. I'll sound the bowl and use the breath prayer. Good evening. I was sitting there and I just got really zenned out and I was like, oh, you have work to do. Um, So as Julie was saying earlier, we are starting a new module, a new series this week in Here in Water's Edge. And we called it Stepping In um, because I think that there's a lot of times I am really good at this at just putting on blinders when I get scared or when I'm fearful or when I'm feeling anxiety. And sometimes I don't even know what I'm anxious about. And sometimes I can't even name what the fear is. But the second I start to feel my body get anxious or fearful, I get like tunnel vision and I just try to ignore it and like get as far away from it as I can by ignoring it and squashing it small. The thing about ignoring it and squashing it small is that it doesn't get rid of it. It just stays there. Um, And when we can, when we are able to actually step into things to get curious about our surroundings and to examine what's actually going on, Sometimes that is what is able to help us best rid ourselves of the anxiety or at least gain a little bit of courage in the face of that anxiety. 
So we're going to spend the next couple weeks talking about how we can step into those things that seem difficult in our lives. And we're going to hear it through stories from um, people in our very own community. So we invite Julie Ruzik to come up and join us. Thank you, Julie, for being here tonight. I'll have you. We can just sit and hang out. Um, so first of all, can I just ask you to like introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are? Sure. Hi, everyone. My name is Julie Ruzek. I live here in Rochester with my family, and I've been a member at Gloria Day for a while now. Um, <laughs> our, we have two kids. They're in seventh grade and fourth grade, and we just really love this church. Awesome. Thanks for being here yeah. tonight. Yeah. Um, so when I asked for stories about anxiety, you sent back and said you had a great one about snorkeling. So can right. you tell us the story? So my fear and anxiety story actually starts doing something really exciting and wonderful, kind of a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Uh, this past summer, my husband and I went to Kauai, Hawaii, and it was pretty magical. And we went one day on a, on a boat cruise to, along the Nepali coast, and it was amazing. And on the way back, uh, we jumped in and did a little snorkeling behind the boat and around the boat. And we saw some amazing things. It was just wonderful. It was like being in, a, in an aquarium. So the next day we decided, okay, that was so fun. We're going to do it again. We're going to go grab our own snorkel gear, and we're going to head out. And we knew, we read up on this wonderful beach that had great snorkeling, and we're going to go do it. So off we go with all of our snorkel gear. And if you've ever snorkeled before, you look totally awkward with all of this stuff on because you've got the flippers and the mouthpiece and the goggles. And these are like not your normal goggles because they also have this nose piece and they block your nose. So we get out in the water and immediately the first minute we put our faces in the water, it was even better than the day before. It was clear and beautiful, and there were things that in the ocean that I had never seen before in my whole life. It truly was like swimming in a tropical fish aquarium. I felt like Dory or Nemo or something <laughs> because it was so beautiful. And so we go well, ahead. I was gonna say, I think we have a picture. Yes, okay. that's for real. That's the real thing. And we were like an arm's reach away from this. I believe it's called a hawksbill turtle, and. It was incredible. It, it was like, again, nothing I'd ever seen before in my whole life. So, of course, we just start swimming and snorkeling. And when you snorkel, you kind of float along the top of the reef and swim. But in the Pacific Ocean, the current is really strong. So it kept pushing us back away from where we wanted to be. So then we'd have to swim back up a little bit again to be around in this area because there wasn't just one of these guys. There were probably at times, at least a dozen of these hawksbill turtles, and they were swimming underneath us and next to us and above us, and it was so beautiful. So we kept swimming, kept swimming, and all of a sudden I realized, like, huh, I think I'm a little bit tired. So I asked my husband if he wanted to go back in, and he's like, nope, I'm staying out here. This is too fun. And I said, I think I need to go in. I'm really tired. Well, I head for the shore, but I got distracted because there were all these beautiful, amazing things. And I kept looking, and I kept swimming and staring at all of this sea life and just in a whole new world that I'd never seen before. Next thing you know, I'm really tired and really, really exhausted, and I didn't necessarily know where I was. And a wave came and filled my snorkel with water, and I sucked it in. And next thing you know, I'm choking on seawater flailing around like a crazy person, 
coughing and I couldn't breathe out of my nose because it was plugged from my mask and I thought like, okay, this is it. I'm done. I'm going down in the Pacific Ocean doing something really cool and I didn't know what to do and I, I was really afraid. And so all of these thoughts go through your mind really, really quickly. And I thought, okay, what do I do? What do I do? I'm, I'm drowning. I'm choking. I've never felt this feeling before. And something kind of came over me and I thought, okay, just stop. Just stop and see if you can stand up. Okay, so I'm telling myself, like, just stop. Stop what you're doing. Breathe. Not breathe, but, you know, relax and try to stand up. And so I lowered my feet down, and they went down really quickly. And I stood up, and the water was at my knees. (laughs) And there were probably, oh, 100 to 200 people on the beach that were observing this whole (laughs) situation. And I thought, oh my gosh, after I got over the embarrassment and I've really reflected on this whole story, I thought, oh my goodness, how often do we get so busy and and distracted by looking down in the ocean and everything we're doing that we just forget to stop and just stand up. All you have to do is stand up. And um, I've used that analogy or tried to all year long in this school year when we get really busy and distracted that sometimes when we're afraid, we just need to pause. And that's what I did, and I survived. <laughs> You're here to tell us about it. I am. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. Let's yeah, thank Julie welcome. for being brave with her story. So I love that story from Julie because it makes me think about the times that we can get so caught up in our heads and in our minds and in the panic and anxiety of things that are going on that we don't recognize that we can just stand up. Sometimes naming the thing that is happening and having a voice, that small, still small voice in your mind that says, it's okay, take a moment and rest and figure out where you are, is exactly what we need. Um, And sometimes we can get so caught up in what is happening right in front of us that we fail to realize that we are in the exact surroundings that are going to hold us, that we are in the exact place where we can stand and be ourselves. So I invite you to continue to think about that story and continue to think about what it might mean for your life as we enter into our mindfulness moment. Thanks, Carrie, and thanks, Julie. Julie made wonderful points for our mindfulness moment. So good job, Julie. Certainly our fears and anxieties are are very real, very natural. But our ways of thinking about them aren't sometimes helpful. And if you think about yourself, your mind kind of kicks in and revs up, and maybe it's dealing with something still in the past that you can't let go of, but um, sometimes it's revving up and thinking about the future and creating worries about things that, if you're like me, most of which never happen. And Julie's story um, brings up the wonderful point of being in the present moment, having some mindfulness about what's going on for you. Sometimes there's an action to take, and if you can stop and pause and be mindful, there is an action to take, um, and you might not be in any big present danger, and you can kind of solve something by some simple action. Sometimes there is no action to take, so you can wait, you can stop, wait, watch, and look for God to show up. And there, there are things in our lives that are so challenging and so scary for us, and God especially steps into those times to walk with us. Tonight we wanted to make this a little bit more real for you and for you to look at something in your life that's causing anxiety and fear for you. 
There's steps to take, as I said, sometimes in action, but sometimes it's just waiting, watching, expecting God to show up. So in your pews, in a moment, I'll have you, um, we'll bring the lights up a little bit. There are cards at the right end of each pew, some index cards. So if you'd share those with each other, there's pens there. And if everyone could get a card and a pen... And if you need more pens or more cards, each row has them, so grab whatever you need. And we have a prompt for you. We'll have that come up on screen. And we'll hand these in a little bit later. You won't be telling anyone about them. It's very anonymous. So whatever's really on your heart and mind for this question, what's causing fear or anxiety in your life right now? It could be regarding your own life. It could be regarding someone close to you or that you know about. It could be something in the world. So what's causing fear or anxiety in your life right now? And say that in one word or four words, some quick phrase, some two words. What's that thing that's making you kind of scared or fearful or anxious right now? Take a minute to do that. to your card, we'll, we'll be asking you, Pastor Curie, I'll say a little bit more about this. We'll ask you to bring it forward at communion, but we just wanted to give you a chance to name something in your life. It just takes some of the power out of that, as Carrie said earlier. We'd say it out loud to someone or even to ourselves or journal about it, write it on a card. It's just the, the power that it holds over us can decrease and we can make some space for God to be in there along with us. So hang on to your card now. Um, we'll have you bring those forward in a bit. Right now, though, we've just named fears, anxieties. There's much more on your minds and hearts. Let's join together in prayers that you've put on our prayer cards tonight.